Then we're good. We're rolling. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Eric, I wanted to... <laughs> oh, what a shit show. <laughs> okay, I wanted to start today's uh, podcast off a little lighter. So, uh, this is so funny. The game has changed, man. The game has changed. So, Dalton Prout brought it. He, go, he walks in the other day and he goes, uh, Packer, I got this book. You have to read it. It's from. I'll bring it tomorrow. From Phil and Tony Esposito. It's called... I'm going to show the camera here. We can teach you how to play hockey. So, this is... So this was written yeah, in ni- just pull that up to your face a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. This was this was written in 1972. So I was uh just out of diapers. I was 3 years old. So in this book, the the there's it's just like a whole lot of pictures that you know, I am not going to go through, it, but it's it's hilarious to me. So what uh what it starts off with how to play hockey, it shows you the rink diagram and it shows this is a face-off dot. But you got to remember this is 1972. Yeah, like, yeah. It, well, I don't know. That's like, I mean, as if you didn't know what a rink was if you were playing. But the face-off dot, the goal line, like, they're thinking this is, like, cutting-edge. Yeah. Cutting-edge stuff. Oh, is it, that, it wasn't a joke? Like, it's actually no, serious? here. I'll, <laughs> like, one of the first pages here. Like, here, I'm going to pull it up for you. Nice. Absolutely hilarious. Um, well, like, now, now I'm just eating up time. Yeah. There it is. Right? <laughs> yeah. show, show the camera. Show the camera? Yeah, okay, the so camera this is there. the first thing you need to know. Is that's the that's the rink diagram, yeah. and it shows you the face-off dots and stuff, and then uh, just trying to spread the game. Oh yeah, just <laughs> just trying to be like a like, and, and they were probably like, we're gonna write this book, and we're gonna teach people how. Yeah, to Yeah, I wonder hockey. what they, they were started with. Like, okay, well, you know what we should go? We should start with like what the rink actually. What's on the rink? Because yeah. I know if step you've been one. to a game, yeah, step one yeah. is like if you you gotta know what what you're playing on, right? right. Uh, so that was I thought that was funny. The next <laughs> next part of bo- book on how to play hockey is how to put on your gear. And what it would come on each piece of information? Yeah, look at the freaking book. Look at look there he is. He's getting dressed. This is your jock strap. So here's a line. This is hilarious. The dr- uh, okay. So you start dressing with long underwear to absorb perspiration, <laughs> and to be the sure scientific- and be sure to wear a cup for protection. Hey, the scientific terminology. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did yeah. say sweat. Yeah, perspiration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's try- yeah. Phil Phil's yeah. at his best. There. He's probably like eight beers deep when he wrote it. Uh, <laughs> then it was. Uh, he, oh yeah, then he said he envisioned like really early in this book because he was talking about the gear. He went to the helmet, and he goes, uh, "I need glasses here." He, he envisioned a day where everyone in hockey will have to wear one. <laughs> <laughs> he said, and, and, and "He said including the NHL." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like pretty sharp back in the day. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is like, like the neat thing. So just going back. Talking about the cost of hockey, helmet—you're gonna have to spend somewhere between twenty and twenty-five bucks. Gloves, ten to forty bucks. <laughs> Shoulder pads, any anywhere between five and twenty-five bucks. And sticks—he didn't have a price, but I know back in those days we used to fill up the car. Yeah, like honestly, go to a Texaco gas station, fill up the car, and if you put ten bucks in, you can grab a Northland stick. And I had about twenty of those as yeah. a kid. Hilarious. So then he goes into some drills for hockey. So one's the knee pull. <laughs> so you're on the ice and you grab your stick and you pull your knee up. Right? You know yeah, that yeah. one? The leg drag. I love oh, this. Oh, the one. leg drag's the best. Yeah. That's we drag the leg behind you to go stretch the old groins out. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> the knee bend, which is like basically a squat, a squat on, the on the ice. Ice. So this yeah. is like a huge exercise. Yeah. Uh, he made a recommend. <laughs> recommendation to keep your feet on the ice oh wow. i don't know how you play hockey yeah. without it but yeah then the old school 
uh, leg kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to stick up. And, <laughs> and we kick. used to do those as a kid, like yeah. and dead serious. Yeah. We like you start your you start your practice off, and coach would be okay, like hard between the blue lines. And then oh you'd yeah. Do okay, kicks and you I think know. that was just coming like out of style when was I it? was when I was a kid I remember yeah. doing those like hard between the lines down and yeah. up between the lines all these like little warm-up stretch type skates like yeah. lengths <laughs> oh man it's the that's best. very it's old school and then the track did they actually write it yeah they wrote it together yeah Tony and Phil Tony and Phil Esposito Jesus they're talking about Phil them. yeah so now now so let's just look at how the game has changed and like no disrespect at all because I mean the game has changed it's a different game we still have guys that like that that are their mindset hasn't changed a whole lot that are still coaching and running teams oh yeah it's crazy like the train like so now like let's just go to the cost oh by the way he was right about the helmets Mm -hmm. um but let's go to the cost of hockey like you can't even i don't know if you can get a puck for five to 25 bucks you know what i mean seriously the stick now like oh that's unbelievable but those exercises are like so fun can you imagine someone like and it's it's a, it's an actual it's an actual thought like so some of these guys have not really changed a whole lot and they're still imposing old 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 school mentalities old school training don't even have a clue what yeah. training is all about yeah well I was the other day we were talking about um, kind of what's going on with the minor hockey teams around and how they're still trying to hang on to having a season or whatever because we're still not allowed to play yeah. in Ontario right now and. Uh, I was saying, I was asking you about like who's running some of like the, the centers, right? Like who are the people in charge that yeah. are like making the choices yeah. and you're telling me some of these names and I'm like, these guys are still running these organizations. It's like, they've been doing it since before I was started playing hockey Yeah, like before like, me, they were still 176 yeah, it's years like, old. It's at a certain point it, it, it kind of speaks to like that having like some integrity and some, some honesty with yourself in the sport. It's like. You're no, you're no longer in, a, unless you're one of those rare people that just is constantly staying up to date with how things should be run and whatever. And there are those people, but knowing some of the people that are running it, it's like, yeah. you guys, you're, you're out of, you're, you're, you're just out of date now. Yeah. You don't know what right. the right decisions are. We were talking about like the late ice times and like, and this kind of stuff. Yep. And it was just like, who is letting these people stay in control? Yeah. So you know? I had the conversation with our coach the other day. Cause like I'm gassed today Yeah. and like on my recovery, on my thing so I'm, I'm running at about 20 percent of a gas tank yeah Be- i'm a, a 52 year old man these kids are they so i asked the coach the other day because it was like even last year the practice i'm like why is it so late so they have two pads mm-hmm. at the at the arena and they dedicate one to the to the zone Windsor, that my yeah. son plays for right. it and the practices now because they're uh 15 16 well minor midget are uh, nine o'clock at yeah, night. Yeah, all the late times. Yeah, nine o'clock at night. So you're not getting to bed really till uh, eleven thirty, twelve. D- dude, you know what I'm doing at nine o'clock at night? I'm in bed usually. Sleeping. Well, that's why I'm so gassed right I'm now. I'm asleep. Yeah. yeah, like like I'm running on fumes. But so I, I asked the coach. I said, what what, what what sense does this make? There's two pads. Why not go four or five o'clock on both pads for Adam and Pee Wee, and then you know on separate nights, and then Bantam and Midget. Yeah. On Everyone's the other out nights. by eight. Everyone, you'll be by out eight by eight. Yeah. And he, he said one of the old school thinking, like on the board, yeah. they're saying, well, we rink that, the south rink is where we play and we want the kids to know the bounces of the rink. Yeah. So I'm like, that's, on. that, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? So that, that trumps getting to bed on time. Well, it's so unhealthy. It's like, like the worst. <laughs> like if you even have a clue about life, if yeah. you have any idea about health, 
and and um, and wellness and yeah. and performance and stuff. Getting more sleep or proper sleep and nutrition is way more important well, the, than the bounce of the rink. That, oh, yeah. that doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, well, exactly. It doesn't matter anyways. But the, the other thing too is like the amount of negatives that come from that. So it's like they're forced to get up early for school. Nothing they can do about that, Nothing right? You can do. So now you have an option to give them an earlier ice time and you're not because of some yeah. stupid reason like that. That's makes yeah. no sense and is irrelevant. Yeah. So now you're forcing them to go to bed later. Yeah. They're going after doing a, a workout. Their skate is a workout, right? So they're all wound up. So by the time they actually get home, get to like wind down, get to sleep, midnight. It's midnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they have to get up at 7, 7.30 yeah, to get ready to go to school. It's right? ludicrous. It's like, man, do you, it's not, yeah. do you think that's good for the kids? Like, do you think that's better for the kids? So that, this yeah. is what I'm talking about. It's like, who's letting these who's letting these guys be the decision makers and stay in that role without any repercussions no, yeah that but not even like a requirement like okay you have to retake a certain certification or you Good have point. to retake like something just to, to yeah. show that you're yeah. staying yeah. uh what, what, informed about what the yeah. best current practice yeah, yeah what the best practices current. are right yeah like you have to your practice is gonna be at nine o'clock because yeah. of the bounces on the rink yeah. it's ridiculous read one book sleep smarter yeah, there's All they again, do is man. read that and realize that yeah. you are you you. It's the most dangerous thing. It's worse than drunk driving. You know, yeah. More accidents caused by people not being able to sleep than it is than there are drunk oh, yeah. drivers. Yeah. And they just go through the stats. And if you just read that, then a priority would be 100%. These kids need to be on the ice and off the ice sooner than later. And the ice rentals for the rink, they're still going to sell their eight o'clock ice to the beer leagues and to the hockey schools and to the people that want to buy it because that's, they'll take whatever's available. Yep. So I don't understand at all. And then, um, yeah, so that's, that's yeah, it's frustrating. Point, man. Out, out yeah. Games change and it's outdated. Yeah, how, how it's changed. It's incredible. So, and, and, and so this, this, this book is hilarious. And of course, I'm not cutting it up. Phil Espinosa had 76 goals and. Well, and it was in 1970. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, a, yeah, it was a totally different game and yeah, you weren't getting Russians over and checks and, and and, and and I remember him talking about him having a never worked out in the summer. They worked at the steel mill, drank yeah. beer until yeah. you know they got ready at training camp yeah. was the where they got ready to well, play hockey. And like you said, this was probably at the time like cutting edge. Like this yeah. is what the pros do. Like yeah. this is what yeah. you should do if you're a hockey player. Yeah. Actually, now yeah. we look at him we're like holy, like yeah. you wouldn't last one day playing yeah. hockey well, if that's what you did. Got a funny story for you, yeah. Eddie Jackman. Know that name? No. Goalie? No. Like. One of the all-time all uh, goalies, Rangers, I believe, was his biggest one from Sudbury, where I'm from. And, uh, like, great goalie in the NHL back in the day without helmets yeah, and yeah, yeah. stuff. Anyways, I'm having a beer in Sudbury. This is, I'm, like, mid-20s. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting beside his brother, Ru I think his name was Rudy. Okay. Yeah. So Rudy was telling me the story that the Rangers wanted to sign him. And I go, so what happened? He goes, well, I was working at the at the mine in Sudbury. He goes, the money was too good. So I said, my brother's pretty good. So they, they looked at him, they signed him. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. But that's the difference, right? Oh, like yeah. It's, it's yeah. completely different. Yeah. Now, if you're not, it's, well, even the kids, like we've talked about before, like you don't need to be all hockey 24-7, but that is how it is now. It's like if you're not 10 years old and everything is all hockey all day, then yeah. it's like you're doing something wrong yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like two sport athletes or like summer job and then you play during the during the yeah. winter time. It's like that is yeah. not a thing anymore, man. Like that is no. so far. And for some kids it is, obviously. It's an exaggeration. It's, it's, but. I think, okay, so just before we get into the, the meat of this thing, yeah. I think this we could talk about this for a second. I think, uh, and Drape said it, and I think most people believe that you still should play other sports. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I firmly do. But there comes a point when you realize that you're a decent player. Right. 
that there's a maybe an opportunity that that the folks because you have to be so good now mm-hmm. at an early age um skilled anyways yeah for sure that you have to put a focus on your training and and you know riding one horse. oh yeah you, I, you, well i'm not saying i'm not saying yeah. you should do the wayne gretzky and play tennis in the summer and eat right. hot dogs like yeah. that's not what i'm saying yeah. but the because I, I did the same thing like i was always a two-sport athlete i played yeah. baseball and yeah. looking back on it now i was arguably better at baseball mm-hmm. than hockey at the time i chose to go with hockey yeah right so when I, I think i was 13 or 14 when i stopped playing baseball and just focused exclusively on hockey and that's only that's 14 like that's pretty young right 13 yeah. 14 that's not yeah that's not 18 right yeah. so I, I still did that as i well. did the same but my point of saying that is again it's just now it is unheard of if you're not almost 100% focused on hockey you're you're almost exclusively focused on hockey and you might do a couple other things around just because people say it's good to do a couple other things but now it's just so different so different yeah you know yeah yeah my son he played uh started off soccer baseball lacrosse lacrosse. and then I've always you know just played catch with him uh, take him to play squash he got into golf and he's yeah it's good to play sports well well the the one thing that i think is important is that you want to be an athlete first 100 right so i think yeah. when you're when you're a kid become an athlete and then specialize right i kind of parallel it to uh the way that they run they, they ran school is they teach you like a bunch of general information yeah like here's some basic skills in yeah. all areas yeah. and then as you start to get older and figure out what you care about more then you start to specialize down a certain path and it's the same thing with sport like when you're a kid just be an athlete right be an athlete be able to play volleyball basketball baseball hockey football and be one of the best guys in all the sports right start with that as your baseline and then once you get older then you can start to to dial in on something well it goes back to the uh, long-term athletic development plan right that that big web and it goes per age right fit not your age but your physical age uh, what skills that your body will actually adapt to and train f- with. So yeah. if, like, if, you're, if you're seven and you're trying to be faster, it's not going to happen. Right. I've seen it with my son. I just told yep. you that. Yep. How, how, you know, it was like a little bit of a concern of mine. I didn't find him to be fast, but I said, ah, if we can make, if, if he gets stronger, it's going to change everything. And it did. Well, that happened to me too. Like I was never a fast runner or skater. And then once I started to get the hormones to yeah. have some muscle development and get yeah. those, may actually make progress, yeah. then... All of a sudden, I was never like a quickness guy, but I was a power guy. Like power. if I if I got the puck in stride, yeah. I would go toe to toe trying to burn yeah. anyone outside, right? Yeah. And but that didn't come until yeah. I was like 16, 17, 18, yeah. right? Not yeah. when I was 10, 11, 12. I didn't I didn't yeah. have that. But I want to give a shout out because you just mentioned the long term athletic development. I wanted to give a shout out to that podcast he did with with Stephen Delustro. Uh, Delustro. So he's a strength coach of San Jose. It's already up for people to to listen to. I highly recommend that, especially for the uh, the young guys or parents that don't know yep. what to look for in training yep. that podcast man was that phenomenal he oh, it's hits, awesome and it was so very brief too you guys only yep. talked for a little over an hour and yep. he just he hit so many good just baseline yep. information things about about how to train yep. at different ages like you're saying yep. long term athletic development becoming an athlete how to yep. what specifically to do yep. so uh, if that's something that you guys are interested in definitely ch- check that one out that was a really good yeah, one it was good yeah he still keeps in touch it's great. Oh yeah, it's awesome, yeah. man. It's yeah. awesome. I got, uh, oh, you know, it, it was neat. Yesterday, I had uh, Doctor Noveski ask me to be a guest on his podcast uh, coming yeah. up in April. That's gonna be good. Yeah, that'd and, be awesome. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. another freaking good one, man. Yeah, different different oh, topic, but so man, good. yeah, so a lot good. of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, uh, getting into this now. So um, we're gonna be talking about today. We're gonna be talking about uh, what's coming up. Typically, in a normal year, is the OHL draft, the Ontario Hockey League draft, which would coincide basically with the Western League draft and the Quebec League draft for the Canadian Hockey League. 
So because of the COVID-99, there's, uh, you know, it's been pushed back a little bit and there's a lot of uncertainty about it, but uh, I was just reminiscing a little bit. Well, and I think what led me up to this mostly is because uh, one of my former players, Ryan Moore, called me the other day. Uh, so I, what happened was uh, with Ryan Moore is he, um, I, I trained him, first of all, when he was like 12, 13, 14, 12, 13 is when I started training him. What a skater. Like one of the fastest yeah, guys I've ever seen, like Proter even really said good. that he was doing a one-on-one with him one time and he thought, ah, oh, there's a junior kid. And he went, oh, I better turn this up a, like a few notches. And uh, he was, you know, good goal scorer, good player. So I coached him and uh, I was pretty tight with the with the kid. But in the last couple of years, I haven't talked to him much because what happened was he was drafted. Uh, uh, we played a little played a little uh, game with the OHLs because he told everybody he was going to go to college because the uh, team wanted to draft him. He, he only wanted to go to a couple teams. Anyways, the Spitfires, Windsor Spitfires drafted him in the second round, and he had uh, he ended up having a very good OHL career. And um, uh, ups and downs, like, you know, because it's like I, we're yeah, talking like a lot everybody. of these. Yeah, yeah it's just it's a t- once you figure it it's out, tough. you go, okay, this is how this the game's played. Yeah. So anyways, he signed with Toronto and had a couple years in the minors, and then he just got fed up. But anyways, he called me the other day, and I was so happy to hear from him because – there's a maturity to him. So what happened is he took the school package and he's and he's using it and he's happy and he's scouting for Hamilton Bulldogs of uh, the OHL and he's coaching youth hockey. So we had a really nice conversation. And, uh, you know, I guess one of my points to this is that, you know, as parents, you get so hung up on the hockey thing, but he's never been happier now that he's done hockey. Now he mm-hmm. said if he would have done, well, actually he said, if I was to give any advice this is from Ryan, 25-year-old kid. So if I was to give any uh, advice to any kid going in, he says, just let things happen. Try not to force the hands. Try not to play any games. Just let things happen. And uh, he goes, and, and, and you'll, you'll enjoy your career a lot more. So you know, for parents that get all hung up on it, the, the athlete's going to figure it out. Yeah, well, that's what's what's cool about those uh, those kinds of stories Yeah, is it doesn't always end up as like this guy had this unbelievable career professionally right yeah sometimes it's just wow this guy is just kicking life's ass now yeah or or you you know you're talking about he had kind of had a different sound to him he had a different level of maturity talking to him that and you were you when you were talking to me about it you were telling me about it yesterday and you were like struck by you're like man like it's talking to a different kid like his attitude he has a good attitude like a great attitude well, right and, now. and that's one thing that that is really easy to to fall into with hockey is because there's so many ups and downs because it just takes one bad guy, one bad coach, one bad line mate, whatever, to really like put a damper on your situation or your circumstance. It's like that that's a really easy thing to get spiraling into that negative yeah. mentality. And I remember seeing Ryan towards the end of his training and and the way he would conduct himself. And I'm not talking bad about him. No, not that no. he had a terrible attitude or anything. Yeah. But you can just see when guys are starting to get that yeah. Yeah. Crusty. Towards, towards hockey. Yeah. Right? And it's so a battle that, every day, man. It is battle every day, and it's nice to see. Nice to see. It's nice to hear that oh. uh, that he's had that shift being done hockey, right? Done hockey, and now he's got a purpose. And he's so he's just said I, he goes. You know, I never really thought about it much when he was 16, and he signed with the Spitfires that he had his school paid for. Everything he goes, I don't pay for anything. And he goes, I didn't really think about it. But he goes, now when I was done, he goes, okay, I'm gonna. He t- he's taking finance. He goes because there's a lot of avenues I can go with that. And he just loves it. He's learning, you know. He's he, he sees a future without the pressure of hockey, and uh, uh, but he's still involved in hockey. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was just so happy to hear that he was happy. And so Ryan was a '97 born player, 
So that was a 2013 OHL draft. So mm-hmm. I, I just, you, this is, he, listen, the scientists here are so excited that I printed some papers out today with some stats. Love it. You're so, it's the best. You said, oh, this will be the bad po- best podcast. Yeah, I was fired up. We finished talking about it. I'm like, dude, this is going to be great. <laughs> I, I made them look like I'm so prepared. Oh, and yeah. So detailed. Color coordinated, <laughs> stapled nice. Like, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not firing out all kinds of stats, but I'm just going through like briefly uh, to paint a picture of, um, of, of, you know, when, when you think your kid is going somewhere, how it, how it plays out basically. Well, here, let me, let me set it, set it up a little bit more for you. So the, what this is, what I think is going to happen from this, I don't really know exactly where we're going to end up talking about this, but it's going to kind of paint the picture of what, what is it, what does the OHL draft mean? Right. That's a good that's way kinda, to put it. That's kind of like what we're going to be kind of outlining here, I think, and discussing this. So running through like some of the guys that went wire and using Ryan as a quick, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, right. as they say. As they say. But Ryan was a second round pick to the yeah. OHL, right? And, and, okay, second round pick, but very, very. Would have went first round if he didn't play the college game. There, there was a couple right? other, there was a couple other teams that were really wanted him. And he, he just like, it was just, no, we're not coming. Right. So, yeah. so. If you're anyone listening to this who's going into their draft, like they would probably be like second round pick. I'm going to the NHL. Second round of the OHL. I'm going to be a professional hockey player, right? Hundred percent. Because and second round for him was thirty um, fifth overall. Right. Thirty fifth player. Thirty fifth in the draft, right? And the best junior development league in the world. Yeah. He is the thirty fifth yeah. best. And possibly right? top twenty. Pop. Yeah. Possibly top twenty. Right. Yeah. So. That's just a great example before you, we get into this. Like, what is it? What does the OHL draft mean, right? Thirty fifth yeah. overall player. He didn't play in the NHL at all. No, zero. No, right. So that kind of just. What does it mean? What does the yeah. OHL draft mean? You know, yeah. what does it mean? That's 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 actually a good perspective, um, or, or a good way to say what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it mean? And it means nothing. We had the conversation. I was talking to a, a general manager the other day, and we we're just talking about the the dra- upcoming draft and stuff. And you know, I, I just made the point. I said, well getting drafted first round doesn't mean that you're going to be a good player. And he said, not at all. He goes, you, you earn a contract, then you got to make the team and then you got to be a player. Mm-hmm. So that you can go ahead. You were going to no, say the, the, the other, one of our first podcasts that we did with Kyle prayer, he's like the OHL recruiter guy. Yeah. He, he put it a good way too. He's like the OHL draft is, it's a nice feather in the cap. Like it's a nice yeah. accomplishment, yeah. but it starts there. You're not done now. You're not there now that you got yeah. your name called. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that was a good, a good way to yeah. put it too. Okay, so let's go back. So 2013, that's uh, eight years ago? Seven? Eight? Nine? Eight. Eight. Yeah. I'm not the 2021? best. 2021? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's eight years ago. So these guys have had a chance to go play junior and get three, four, five years of pro in. Some of these guys. Mm-hmm. All right? So here's before I, before I talk about these actual players. What's Every year this happens. You get the group coming up. Like So for two years, people are, are as parents and players. Well, what happens is... Everything in Canada, for the most part, I'm not saying every single person, but everybody in Canada is so, like for, for players that are playing AAA and, and that are, that are uh, the higher-end players, everything is geared to the OHL draft. So your whole life, like it's, this is the biggest year, this is the biggest year, and they put, people put so much, pre- so much pressure on this year that, that you have to perform that it's... Um, like it's big. So what what happens is people actually set themselves up for disaster, for failure, for disappointment. And I've seen it year after year after year. Yep. So a quick story. There was a kid. Uh, I'm just trying to find my note here. But the, one of the dads came in. I want to get the numbers right. That's all. 
Guy came into my office. This this person skated with me a little bit, not not a ton over the years. Um, so he was drafted to the. I don't want to say the team. I don't want to say the name. So his dad was telling me how he's going to be like a top, top, top pick. So you, you start telling your kid you're going to be a top pick, like you're really good, you score goals, you're awesome, and you and you throw that in you know up his ass all the time. The kid thinks he's going to be a top pick. Right. He's not facing reality. So I saw a different version of a player when I saw him. I saw a kid that had some skill, that could score some goals, that didn't know how to play hockey at all, mm-hmm. that had a terrible attitude. Terrible, yeah, terrible attitude, arrogant, and the, 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 you know, dad told him how great he was. Fifth round, so there's that's uh, eighth player pick chosen in the draft. So he's the dad stopped in and asked you know some questions and stuff. I said, hey, congratulations on uh, on your son and all that stuff. He goes, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he's their, he's their second pick. I said, what? I said, he goes, yeah, no, he went in the fifth round, but they they told us he's his second pick. I said, "What do you? What?" Because I, I was confused. Yeah, what are you goes, talking about? Man? He goes, "Well, they said like he's like a second round pick. He's like a second yeah. round pick." So the dad wants to believe that. So he's, even though he was drafted, the, the honesty of the of the business after twenty teams got to choose times, the grabbed him in the tenth round, eighth, and the dad still wants to say that he was a second round pick. Like, no, no, he's better than what he was. Yeah. But no, but the 20 teams just told you where they think they are. Because right. if he was a second round pick, he went in the second round. Yeah. Maybe third if they could get up someone better. At, uh, but he's a tenth round pick. Right. So the, the, the real conversation is, well, first of all, as you're going through the process, is like we always talk about is don't overestimate how good you are. Right. And don't uh, don't underestimate how how good everybody else is. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. So, anyways, this guy was like dead serious. Look me in the eye, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he'll he'll be signing, and so this kid's got to go from there, thinking he's gonna go be a high high pick, getting the get drafted in the fifth round. Then his dad's telling him that he's still a second round pick. Like, really, you're you're better than everybody, so you're gonna make the team yeah. anyway. So the there was no reality check, no honesty. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I think well, what you're kind of starting to circle on is the it's starting with the parents. Right. And yep. the issue, this is just such a yep. common theme, man. Like the amount, and we, we're seeing it right now happen in real time with Charlie, Charlie's age group because it's their draft year this year. Right. And, and the amount of stock that parents are putting in this year is alarming because like we're saying here, it doesn't mean it's like, it's a nice accomplishment. It is. It's, it's there's, awesome. Not, That's not what taking, you work for. Yeah. Short term. Yeah. When you're a kid, like that is, that is a big deal for you. Like you get your name called in the draft. That's a big deal. Yeah. But, but the setup from the parents is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like the, if, and I remember a quick story for me, one of my, one of my best buddies, I didn't get drafted. And I remember the draft day my year, which would have been, oh boy, I don't know, 20, 2009, maybe 18, anyways. So I was at his house for the draft because he was supposed to get drafted. And you know how they have all these rankings okay, yep. that come out. And he was ranked, I could be wrong. I could be remembering wrong, but it was like four to six or something, right? Yeah. And it's like, there's no way you're four to six. I remember like thinking this at the time, you're not four to six, yeah. right? And what, because he was ranked like that from these stupid ranking things and you buy the press and you get, you think that... Is that TP? No. No. Okay. So other guy athlete oh. um but because you you it's there's this build up to it well then on draft day we're watching 
the names get called, the names get called. Four comes, nothing. Five comes, nothing. Six comes, nothing. Eight comes, nothing. Ten comes, nothing, right? He ended up going super late, super late in the draft. And I was like, by round eight, now he didn't care. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't even get drafted, dude. Like, you still got drafted. Like, that's awesome, man. Like, you got your name. You get a chance. You get get, uh, the door is now open, right? Yeah. Even though you're late and people are probably thinking nothing of what you're going to do because you're a late pick and whatever, you get an automatic year or two chance with a team, right? But it didn't matter now. It didn't matter because round four to six came and went, and he yeah. was like, well, now who cares? Yeah. So it was, it was amazing to watch. And that is a lot to do with the way it's talked about from the parents. Because yeah. I remember my dad, the way that he – and he did such a great job, man, because he probably knew I wasn't getting drafted. Yeah. And I remember to, to me – he was always saying like, yeah, but you know what? It, it's not the end. You keep going. And, oh, and yeah. which is weird because he didn't play. Like there was no reason for him to know that. And he just had that common sense to be like, yeah. you're, you're going to be, I was 15, my draft year, right? He's like, you're going to be 15. Like how that, how can that possibly be the end of the road? It can't yeah, be. No, it can't be. Right. No. And so he was, he had enough brains to, to make sure that that was the message I was getting. And it could have just been out of sympathy for me because he knew I wouldn't get, wasn't getting drafted. Yeah, but that's being a good dad. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Just being a good dad. But, but that's the issue. I know I'm getting long here, but that's the issue yeah. with, with the parents, like the way they're setting it up, you know? Yeah. So before I go into the list, yeah, this, you, cause you made me think about, I mean, it probably would have come out anyways, yeah. but here's the thing. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it for every, anytime you guys listen to me, I'm going to say the same thing. When some so here's what's happening we've got like on Charlie's well in in this in this age there's gonna be a lot of disappointed people now I've got friends that are gonna listen to this and they're gonna say are you really talking about me and I'm gonna say yeah yep I'm talking about you you're gonna be disappointed because you're not Aaron Eckblad you're not gonna go first overall you're not gonna go first overall in the NHL so you right automatically you're you're, you're yeah seriously you're 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 disappointed you could have done better yeah. Aaron's the only one that I personally know. That wasn't disappointed. Yeah. He went first and first. So that's after that, you're going to be disappointed. Number like, two. Hang on. Sorry. Before number two. Think about if he would have went second overall, disappointed. disappointed. Just to be clear. No, that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're disappointed because like, you're going to say, I, I think I'm better than him. Yep. Or or something. So, but here's the thing. As we go up, because I've seen this, oh man, watching my son go through this, it's like it was like, wow, this is the reality of it. Because I used to see it from the outside, like just as a hockey guy. But watching my son going through this, it was like, Wow. People on my team know what I do. They know who I train. They see they see what like they, they can watch and they see me with certain people yeah. like, oh wow, well, that's pretty cool. Oh, I just know where you're going. It's so funny. So how can you come up and say that, yeah, you're uh, my son's ranked here at twelve or thirteen. Okay. So first of all, that's not a true ranking. There's nothing there's no such thing. What happens is there's all these people that blow smoke up your ass. Everyone's trying to make a buck in hockey. That's that's number one. So like, and I hey, if you haven't been around the game, it might sound good, and uh, it it could be tempting. But when someone is is is, if there's any money involved or or potential money involved, you have to raise your eyebrows and say, okay, what what do they actually want? So if there's a there's a list out there that says you're ranked here, it's false. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a real list. So you can make yourself feel real good and say, oh, he's you know, I got this article and this bullshit thing. Yeah. If it makes you feel good cool but you're not being honest it's mm. not real yep. it's not real yep. when an agent that doesn't have any players comes up to you and says yeah i'd like to represent you you're really good you're really good you're really good you're really good you're the best you're the best you're gonna go here you're gonna you know i think you're the best thing in the world your eyebrows should raise 
because you should have a really good idea if your kid is the best. Um, if you're looking for an agent and someone takes you, it's probably the, you know, it's, that's, it's just, it's just bullshit. You don't need it. But people that are always telling you how great you are and all that stuff is like, they're not helping you. Mm -hmm. So for example, the person that I have in Charlie's corner, he never tells him he's good. He's never going to promote him. He's not, not once. He just tells him work harder all every dime. And he doesn't even talk to him that much, but like he's what we call an advisor. And when he talks to him, he goes, okay, so you did that good. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. He goes, did you get up in the morning and do your push-ups, sit-ups, squats? Uh, no. Well, you need to do that or else you're not going to make the NHL. That's what I want. The yeah. honesty. Yeah, it's honest. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and people will tell you everything you want to hear because, like, just look, follow the, follow the money, follow the thing. And I told you recently, Charlie was, my brother-in-law called me and a couple people showed me an article that Charlie was in. And Charlie goes, I know, Dad, but I just wanted to show you. He goes, is it legit? I go, it's not legit. They told, they wrote a really nice story on you, but it's, it's, but see, subscribe. It does nothing. It doesn't There's, matter. No, but some girl in New York writing a, a, yeah. a press thing about you doesn't, she knows nothing about hockey. Right. What she, you know, she get a couple people to say, she's trying to sell an article. Right. So it means nothing. So yeah. it means absolutely nothing. So you have to be honest with yourself and just do the work. Yep. So, so that's where people get disappointed when a mom and dad and the people around you are telling you how great you are and that you are going here. Well, all of a sudden the kid thinks like, okay, like it's false confidence. You think mm -hmm. that you're going in the third round and I, geez, I'm not, it's, this isn't even that hard. Yeah. Well, in, in, <laughs> in defense of the parents too, they, a lot of times like we've talked about many times before, they don't actually know any better and it is your whole world at the time, right? Like Think about, so think about when you got a kid that's playing AAA and you're going out of town every other weekend, you have games every weekend, they have practice three times a week for eight months of the year. It's like, that's a lot of your life, right? Yep. Like you have to make a lot of decisions yep. to cater to that thing that your kid is doing, right? So I can understand it seeming like this is the everything and anything and it's the most important because for you, it actually is like you have this is, it shouldn't be, but for you, it can seem like it is because you're making all these decisions and spending all this money and all whatever. Right. So I can sympathize a little bit with that. It consuming your life, but, but you have to be able to take a step back and realize when you're getting caught up in it too much and you're putting too much weight into what's going on. Because for I'm with you every day for the whole day. And you're talking to these like actual people in the industry every day, basically. Yeah. And they don't even know who these kids are. No. Like some of these these kids that are saying who they're really no. good. It's like some of these GMs, some of these scouts, like I hear these conversations you have. They don't even know who these kids are. Not a clue. Not a clue, right? Because it's not their world. Their world is actually their OHL team and the actual league yeah. and the actual games. Yeah. It's not the 15-round draft that happens once a year and really only three of those kids might ever actually ever. play. Ever. Right? Yeah. Like if you think they care, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. They want to get the best players that they can get, yeah. right? And they're, yeah. they're going to look to find them. Yeah. But it's not they're not calling Andy Pocket every day asking about every single kid on the no. Windsor Spitfires. They don't no. know no. almost all of these kids. They don't even know who they are. They don't know how right? to And it's the same with every other AAA team in all of Ontario. They yeah. barely know any of these kids, yeah. right? So yeah. it's just you, you have to be able to separate yourself back for the sake of your kids so that you're not setting them up to be more crushed than is necessary right. because it's already going to be disappointing whether or not yeah. you're someone who puts a lot of weight yeah. into the draft or not it's going to be disappointing right yeah. you can't get around that yeah. but it doesn't need to be like devastating and life no. crushing no it's like conversations the, all the time yeah like, like it, it so can like, be with charlie you know like he's he's a pretty good player and 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 i'm 
See, I, I feel crazy too. I, I do. I feel crazy because I think, what if what if I'm doing this the wrong way? But I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not. But he, you know, we, we got. He's he he should be a fairly high pick, but it's like every day he asks me questions and stuff, and I go, listen, I don't know. I don't know the answer. You think you're around here? I think you're my favorite hockey player, and I mean it. Since I don't even, I'm not saying that because he's my he's my favorite hockey player. I love watching him play, and if I could take him, like, I want him on my team. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's other people's opinion. So you know, I prepare him. Like you might not go, or you probably won't go. If you think that you're the 30th best player in Ontario, plan on 50. Mm-hmm. Plan on 100. Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. Just plan on being good when you get there, because honestly, you'll be you'll be crushed if it's not what you think you are. It's it's you know we talk about this all the time. He brings it up, and I I try to bring him down, and I hope I'm doing a good enough job because the last thing I would want is uh, when the draft comes that he sits there and, and and I was blowing smoke up his ass, and now I got to deal with that. Right. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and the, and the other thing too is even someone like you, who is very connected and does have these conversations on a pretty consistent basis you don't know i have no idea and 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 that's no one tells me i know and that's the other funny thing too is like it's kind of a side note like people call you expecting you to know all the ins and outs of what's going on and it's like you don't know you actually you don't know and not only do you not know the gms and scouts and all that they don't even know all they know is what they're looking for for their one team yes but there's 30 teams yes or 20 in the OHL. Or sorry, 20 teams in the OHL, right? So it's like those guys don't even know. No. Nope. They know a couple things about what their team is looking for. Yeah. But how do they know where to pick your kid? They, they have no idea. They're like, oh, we would take him at this part, but there's 20, or 19 other teams yeah. that get to pick two. Yeah. So I don't know where your kid's yeah. going to go. What how would you know? Well, yeah, and what, what if this kid that they never thought would be going to be available is now available? So now... Changes everything. Take that All kid, the math changes. The I love that kid. Yeah. Right, so yeah. it cha- everything changes. And you don't know. Yeah, so it's, you just have to be able to take that yeah. that and I've seen, <laughs> step back. Dude, you know, I've seen this a hundred times. Like I've I've talked. Yeah, hey Andy, we're yeah we're gonna take your kid if he's around in the second round. Not my kid. Like one of your players, we're taking him in the like second round if he's around. Yeah, and it comes and they tell the people they had a conversation. And the second round comes and they didn't get take. They didn't cho- choose him. That's a great point. I've seen it a hundred times. So do not think you know where you're going. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. Well, and, I, and wait. I want to. I want to stick that for one more second. Okay. So you have a kid that, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna take you around this spot. This is when we're gonna take you. This is yeah. where we're gonna take you. But then, like you said, another kid that's better ends up being available or different. When the, or different that they didn't think was gonna be there. No, okay. Well, now we can't take you to the fourth round because, yeah. whatever. And then there's your two rounds of disappointment yeah. waiting. Right. Well, there's one. I think you told I told you the team. The 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 general manager was talking about my son. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Hey, we uh, no." Actually, he was talking to Dalton about it, about my son. And he said, "Yeah, he's he's. We think he's going to be in around this area, and we really like him. But we don't. That's not the type of player we're looking for for that pick. Yeah, so, for that pick. So if he he's the like we can't see him being here. But if he's there, then we're going to go. So we're talking like much later." So right. That, so that's that's a perfect example of that. Like, yeah, of course they would like him, but there, there's other players. That's not the type of player that they need. Right. They probably want someone better looking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with a with not a crazy ass dad <laughs> that thinks he knows everything about hockey with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. So, anyways, the the the, the we're kind of gonna we're gonna backtrack here. I want to go into that '93 draft, uh, 2013 draft, real quick. Not yeah. maybe not real quick, but. So, I'm going to do a trick here. 
little trick. <laughs> Where do you think I'm going to go Mitch Marner, Jordan Greenway, NHL players, Travis Konechny, Dylan Strom, and Mitchell Stevens. Who do you think went first over? You would know the answer probably, but who do you think went first overall? I know Travis went first overall. Okay, so Travis Konechny went first overall. He's good. And he's really good. In fact, yeah. well, cuz I coached a lot against a lot of these guys and he was a gamer. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was a gamer, man. He was a small guy. So as his draft, he was 5 foot 9 and a quarter. He get, you know, he made sure he the got quarter. the quarter. Yeah, yeah. Because it was important then. 162 pounds. So what they're mm-hmm. looking at is the potential, but he's a gamer. Okay? Second overall was Dylan Strom. So these guys both play in the NHL. Dylan was 6 foot 270 in his OHL draft year. Fourth overall is a, a guy that I did some training with. His name was Sean Day. Sean Day was, so in that year, he was a year younger than everybody, and he had exceptional status. Aaron Eckblad, John Tavares, Connor McDavid all had, ex, uh, uh, what's the word? Exceptional, exceptional. status. Yeah. So Sean Day was supposed to be the next One of great. One guys, yeah. Next guy, like for sure bonafide superstar. Shane Wright's in the newest one. Sean Day got drafted in the fourth or fifth round of the uh, Rangers and never played one game in the NHL and had a very, very – and what a skater. Like there's all this stuff there, but there was, you know, just never played in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Fourth overall. Fourth so overall. But this was a can't miss. You, he, This guy's going to be a star. Yeah, exceptional status. Yeah, exceptional can't status. Miss. This is a for sure, for sure NHL two years from now, three years from now, he's going to be making yeah. the big bucks. So we go through uh, – Lawson Krause played in uh, Florida, Arizona. Okay, there's it on. Sixth overall, Hayden McCool played in the sp- with the Spitz at Niagara University. Yeah. Sixth, so you're looking around, look, look, look at this, University. Hayden McCool. I know the kid. Sixth overall. Sixth so in all the people in the world, he was a big boy, right? 6'2", six, 6'3", six, tough. Okay. And he gets drafted sixth overall. That means you're, you you are so good. Like you're looking at the midgets and you go, that, that sixth. Like there's no one better than this. So, kid. You're right. So, okay. So pause at number six for a second. Okay. So, because okay. the, that's the first guy that no, like nothing to scoff at. Like played four years OHL probably, then oh, yeah. went to university, got a school paid for. Like yeah. that's great. Yeah. Okay. Now put yourself in that position. If you're mom and dad and you're a kid in your draft year, what that would mean to you to go sixth overall. And what you would think about going six overall. Dollar signs. Yeah. I'm going to make the NHL. I'm making the NHL. 100%. That is exactly what you're going to think, yeah. right? So everyone who's hearing that, the sixth overall pick didn't play a game of pro, is now going to university, finishing, getting on with his life, which is no, there's nothing, no problem with that no, at no. all. We're talking but just, just straight talking up hockey. About, think about from a hockey perspective, what that would mean for you and your kid, or if you are the player, what that would mean for you going sixth overall in the draft, the OHL draft, how unbelievable that would be. Yeah. Okay. Play, press the fast forward button for seven years, eight years. Yeah. And this guy didn't play one game of pro. So there's just, there's some perspective. I don't know if he was drafted. I'm not sure. I think he was late. Either. Well, even if he, and even if he did play a couple games of pro, right? Yeah. But even if he would have, he's still back in university getting on with his life now. Right. So there's, there's some perspective for you. Third overall. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Matthew Spencer went third overall to Peterborough. Don't know if he. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And I, he could be playing. There's guys like Dalton. Probably a lot of people don't yeah, know yeah. who he is. Yep. If they were my, he wasn't my friend. Yep. Mitchell Stevens playing in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. eighth overall. Um, so these other first rounders, you've never heard of them. Like if, unless you're like a junior super fan, mm-hmm. you've never heard of them. And then it goes to George, 16th overall, Jordan Greenway, plays for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. 
So we got ten picks between there where yeah. th- nobody knows who these people Zero. are. No, yeah. not a clue. Not a clue. And then we go down a couple to the last pick of the first round, and you get Mitchell Marner at five foot seven and a half, one hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. Uh, saw played against him. He was a good, shifty little guy, and but but he went he went all the way to nineteen. So if you did that draft over, would he be nineteenth or would he be first, second, third? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, easy top three. Like right. unbelievable. Yeah. So that's the first round. And real quickly, just real quickly, yeah. second round. You've never heard of these guys except for, uh, well, you, you, no, you haven't heard of these guys. It's second round, 24th overall, London Knights, Zach Wierenski, second or third overall, fourth overall in the NHL, like mm-hmm. a superstar. He's like he's like same quality as Aaron Eckblad. Then we go down, never heard of him, never heard, like you have never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Keep going down. Oh, here's another one, Luke Kerwin. So remember he trained with me? Yeah. Big boy. He was at yeah. the time 6'2", 220, big, strong guy. Played at the US, U.S. program a little bit. Um, didn't even finish the OHL. Yeah. Then there was one of our guys, homegrown Noah Bushnell, 33rd overall in the second round. Didn't finish his junior career. Yep. Good good kid. Then, okay, Ryan at 35, Ryan Moore, my my guy. Um, good, good career, but you know, they, no one would ever heard of him if it wasn't for me bringing it up right now. Mm-hmm. Second round, you never heard of anybody else. So, so, so what do we got? Six guys now. So yeah, we're at like <coughs> six, maybe seven in the first two rounds. So yep. out of the forty picks, we got six guys that yep. played some pro or any like kind of note in terms of or hockey. Stir, stir, still playing. Yeah, in terms of hockey, yep. that have had like some something noteworthy happen. Yep. That's the yep. full f- top forty. Like, that's these would be at the yeah, top. Yeah, that's the top 40. So, just to reiterate again, like, think about that. These yeah. are the top 40 players in your draft, what that would mean to you to be in the top 40 picks, yeah. right? And out of those 40, there's six that have had yeah. something noteworthy go yeah. on, right? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Perspective, people. So, I'm in the third round. Yeah. And I don't even know if I... Oh, I have a name only because... But I just want to go through it. So, the first... Uh, da, 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 all, all, I'm not saying this. I'm being a smart ass here. But all Jean-Guy rubber boots here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody, but nobody, 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 nobody that you would ever hear of. Right. Uh, one of my guys, uh, Doug Blaisdell, went to Kitchener in the third round. Good player, but good, mm-hmm. really good defenseman. Early bloomer. Yeah. Right? So, we go to the fourth round. And at 64, 64, Matthew Kachuk, Kachuk. Yeah. Fourth round. Fourth round. Now, there's a little bit of, there's a, there's, you also have to keep in mind, which can go both ways. Uh, in the OHL, the US, the U.S. kids have a little bit of a, uh, they can play a little bit of a game. There's a gamble there. So if I'm the Windsor Spitfires and I'm going to take, I like Matthew Kachuk and I've got the sixth pick, I take a chance because he, they could say, well, no, we're going to go to Boston College instead. Mm-hmm. And you, if you, you pick them, there's a chance that they don't come. So sometimes that happens. Yep. But also, the the reverse. You think that your first round pick, but you get they take this guy in the fourth, four, fourth round, and he's better than you, and you don't get to play. Yep. So like, the draft means yep. not there's, a heck of a there's lot. There's that example. It opens the door. So anyways, uh, fourth round, nothing, nothing. nothing so nothing. and just pausing on Kachuk again for a second. So he's playing. Yep. Now, he's in the NHL now playing. Yeah. And think about all of the players that got drafted before him. Yeah. Right. All of those guys that, what are we at? Maybe seven seven names so far. Let's right? just say ten. Ten names. Yeah. That they played like a notable amount of hockey yeah. after yeah. OHL, right? Yeah. It's like that's that's crazy. Fourth round pick, man. Fourth round yeah. pick. It's like hundred percent. And he's one of the top right now yeah. <laughs> that we're at yeah. like, for playing. Yeah. You know? 
Now, so we, as I went through the draft, like, I mean, there's some guys that played, got a cup of coffee. Maybe there's yeah, a couple yeah, guys in right. there that actually made, and, and I just didn't go through the Yeah, we're the talking guys about, that, like, the noteworthy, like, big-name yeah, guys. Yeah, but I, but there's also some guys in there that didn't get drafted at all mm-hmm. who made the NHL, like yep. Anthony Sorelli's. I don't know if he's that year. I don't think he is. He's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's guys like that that made it, and there's guys in there that have made it or are going to make it, but they're just... I'm just talking the yep. ones that you would know. So we go to the 15th round. This is the last round of the OHL draft. So you're at 286, 287, 288, and we start going down. So in the 15th round, we just talked about him on our podcast mm-hmm. the other day, was Sam Militech, went to London. He's in Pittsburgh's organization. 15th round, 295th player mm-hmm. chosen. 15th round, almost missed it. Yeah, there's just, okay, so you're getting down to one, two, three, four, five. There's five picks left in the draft. Let's take, uh, I like this kid. Sam Melitak. Yeah, take Turns a out to be Whatever. a pro. Yeah. And a really good junior. Yeah. And then the last, very last pick of the draft, 299th, Oshawa Generals picked Jalen Smerick. And I coached against him. Last pick. You could just, like, draft your yeah. son if you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And he ended up playing in the OHL as a pretty good defenseman in Oshawa and Flint and then signed with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. 15th round. When yeah. guys get drafted in the 15th round, they say, ah, you know, at least I thought it was a pretty good player. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, just going through that again, so we get to that 299th pick, 300 picks. There's there's one, there was something that went on that wasn't an extra pick. But anyways, 209, 300 players. So if, you, if I was to tell every kid on my son's team that you are rated in the top 300, you're the, th- you're, you're the 250th. Uh, you're probably in the top 200 to 300 players in Ontario. They probably think they're pretty good. Yep. Right? And really? you should. Yeah. Like top 300 players in the, in the yeah, province. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. But that doesn't get you drafted necessarily. Nope. Doesn't. <laughs> because you still got guys from uh, from the States and then you have the mm-hmm. European draft and you got then now you got to beat out older guys. And it's really, really hard is my point. Oh, so. yeah. Well, in, so in th- out of those 300, yeah. the big names, Marner, and for me, at least, Marner, Kachuk, Strom, Konechny. Yep. Those are the four. Yep. Of the 300 picks, Those. Yep. Are, so obviously we skipped through a lot. There's guys that have yep. played and they played pro and all this, yep. right? But yep. there's four Jordan names. Greenway's good. Greenway. But, but for, for me, yep. personally, right? Yep. And I, you're way more on top of who's good and whatever yep. than I am. Yep. But for me, there's four big names coming out of that draft. If we want to be objective, even if there's eight, even if there's ten, right? Yeah. So out of the 300 that went... This is the biggest year of your whole life if you're going into the OHL draft, right? All the parents listening right now, how important this is. Okay, fa- again, press fast forward seven, eight years, and there was 10. 10 names where they actually are were played substantial minutes in the NHL where everyone knows who they are. Yeah. 10. 10. That's it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know what you mean. So, it's like, what is that? Is that 3%? Like, I'm not getting mad. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's like, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Right, so yeah, I don't, like it's 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 something that people really need to pay attention to. The parents, especially, going back to that, it's like you're you need to understand what this can mean. Yeah, right. What this means for your kid playing. Yeah, right. What this what this process actually means for them. Right, and yep. it's not a whole lot. It might it could be something, right? And like we said, it's a nice accomplishment. You get drafted, or whatever, but it's not the end all be all not even close because like you you mentioned there's countless other guys that didn't get drafted they came in late they went to college instead they did something else they took some other path yeah. we talk about that a lot too yeah. there's not one path you know yeah. and they made it yeah over 
the number six kid, yeah. the sixth overall pick in the in the draft yeah. that year. Yeah, so right. some of those names, I know them all. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I want to be really clear. Every one of those guys that, that have made it, like I'm going to be really clear. And um, every one of those guys, when they played minor hockey, you knew they were good. They, there was no question. There was no question. Yeah. No question. Yep. They were excellent, excellent hockey players. Like, they they won games for their team. They they carried the team on their back more or less. They did something special. They were hockey players. So that's number one. Number two is they put in a ton of work. I know. I know. I just know they just put in a ton of work. So that's the, re- the, the so the, they identified themselves. So like they went high and all that kind of stuff because they were number one. They were good, but uh, and then they they worked after that. But there's other kids that make it. So what do I want to say now? I want to say, well, how do we approach it as a player, as a parent? Well, number one, I think I had a conversation with one of my one of my kids, not my flesh and blood but one of my kids and I said hey so what what team would you like to go to and what what uh he goes well I never really thought of it and I was like hmm really because yeah I never really thought of it I said well would you, do you want to go to college and said he goes oh, I never really thought about that either so I'm like okay so you're just playing hockey which is totally fine but I, th- I think he wants to have something out of it but I don't think he put the this is what I want really bad so mm-hmm. he's playing hockey so I thought that was interesting but Anyways, my point was, I think having the goal of getting drafted as high as you possibly can, I think it's a great goal. I do. I think it's great. And I think it's because I think it's uh, the more committed you are to to working towards that goal, I think the more that you're going to keep your whole life in line and you're going to dedicate yourself, which I think is really, really important to your craft. It's going to keep you out of the the Friday night dances. It's going to keep you away from the the jackasses at school, most likely, if you care. And it's and it's a it's a really good goal. And number and as important or more important is that if you want to be a hockey player, that you should have a goal. So getting drafted is good, but don't put everything in there because, as you can see, in the list, the scouts and the teams also make a lot of mistakes. Yep. Sean Day was a can't miss, and that you know that's a better. great point too. Yeah, yeah, well, no, no, they're they're going to make a lot of mistakes, and yeah. you know I was talking to Mark Hunter the other day. He goes, yeah, we make mistakes all the time, all the time. Yep, because we don't know. We're mm-hmm. just taking their best stab at it. But as you get drafted, so if you get drafted, awesome. Like it is awesome. Whether it's first, someone someone said, you know what, we we like you enough to put our put our uh, logo on you. Like or to say that you, you we we're going to invest yeah. something in you. It right. might be just a training camp. But we're going to invest something in you. You're going to get a hat. You know, and that's something you can see that some people can will never get. But if and but now the work starts, right? And it, it, whether you're first or last pick in the draft, it does not matter. Now the work starts. Now you have to earn the team saying we like you enough that we want to offer you the the package, the OHL package with some school and all that kind of stuff, and 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 a chance to earn a spot, right? And that there the work the, the work comes in. If you did not get drafted, it's okay. And I know that is easy for us to say. When you when you're not living the living it every day, that's a little tougher to swallow. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the work starts. I think it's a great short term goal to get drafted, but it's not the end all be all goal. Because at the end of the day, so I'll let no, you know no, yeah, one second. Through. At the end of the day, where you are at fifteen and sixteen and seventeen has no bearing on where you are at nineteen. You have to that 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 gap. Like so, when someone does get drafted in the OHL, and I told this to my my son. 
if you're fortunate enough or you, I shouldn't say fortunate, if you've worked hard enough and you're talented enough and people have recognized you enough and you happen to go early enough in the draft where you have an opportunity to play in the OHL next year, and he's very, very well aware of this, you are not getting a ton of ice time. It's going to be pain and suffering the first year or two and you have to be mentally uh, tough enough and strong enough and emotionally tough enough to say, okay, the next, uh, it's not about me at 16 or 17. It's me at 19 and 20. So you have to take those years and hopefully you get a great coach like, you know, a Dale Hunter or, you know, someone that's been experiencing that is going to teach you how to become a pro because that's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Goal. So those years are about developing into being a pro, not getting your, I, I played in the OHL or I signed with an OHL team. You want to move on. So that would be for the kid that makes it. Now, I'm going to let you interject. Yeah, I want to circle back on the, the two points you started with there. So you said um, the team, well, two things. The f- first one, less significant. The teams make mistakes, and you can see we ran through all those names, yeah. right? Yeah. How many how many mistakes yep. Mistakes. Yep. were made by those teams? Yep. They didn't pick all their 15 picks didn't turn out to be right. the best choices. Right. Right. And that's what's going to happen. Or, or they were, and they just don't make the NHL. Yeah. Or they were the best yeah. choice choice at the time. Yeah. And then just something fell apart, yeah. didn't work out. Right. Cause that's what happened. So that's yeah. one thing. And then the second thing I want to make sure this is very clear when we're saying that the OHL draft means nothing, it means nothing in terms of what you're going to do in your hockey career. It's a very, it's not a good marker for, what, whether or not you're going to be successful as a hockey player. And that's what we mean when we're saying yeah. we're, what we're not saying, which you pointed out is it's, it's, you shouldn't have that as a goal. Like that's a great goal for all the reasons you said, right? That is a great goal to have. You yeah. want to get as drafted as high as you can for a bunch of reasons that you just pointed out. Yeah. We're not saying that for, for that reason, we're saying it means nothing because it's not a good marker for your hockey career and how successful you're going to be. And then the other two points that you kind of touched on without saying it is like that that bit of ego, not even a bit, a lot of ego yeah. that, that that comes with the draft and what that means as a parent, as a player and all of that, like trying mm. to steer clear of that because that's a tough spot because it is, like you're saying, it's about being a player when you're 18, 19, yeah. when it's time to become professional. Like the, the OHL is not the end of the road. Like the fact that you get a couple games in the OHL or you played your four years in the OHL, nobody cares about that. After you, after the draft is over, no one cares. Literally, nobody cares. No, it's irrelevant. Yeah. It, it's irrelevant to your friend group. It's irrelevant to the other parents. It's irrelevant to other coaches, to other organizations. It's irrelevant mm. to everyone. Nobody cares anymore. No, right? It's for that day, it matters for the moments of the draft, and then after that, yeah. it doesn't matter. Now you're yeah. starting, right? Yeah. If the end end goal is the OHL then whether you're acknowledging it or not, if you're just like, got to get to the OHL, got to get to the OHL. And like you said, some of these kids not thinking about, not thinking past that, then that's where you could get cut out at the knees when you get hit with those disappointments, right? And so I yeah. just want to point those yeah. those things out again. Yeah, I want to, you mentioned ego and, and I've got that in my notes. Uh, think about the ego. I think, I'm, I'm talking as a dad right now. So if my son... I've really actually asked this question a lot. I think I've probably said it to you and Dalton. I, I, I try not to make his life my life, if that makes any sense. And his goals are my goals. I just want to help him. And, and I, I mean, of course, it will reflect good on my business and, and what I've... It will reflect good on me, well or good? Reflect well? It will reflect well on me. 
I try to use proper English as best as I can <laughs> because we get in that dressing room and we start going yeah, sweaters. Yeah. And I, I try to do my best. Yeah. <laughs> but it reflects well on me if my son was to go first overall and, and get first overall in the NHL and play in the NHL for 20 years. And I could I could sit there and say, well, I, yeah, I did it. I would never do that. But uh, yeah, like look at the program, man. So it would reflect well that way. But as a dad, I really try to, to, to uh, like I let other people in like Dalton and, and, you know, people in to talk to him because, like, I'm his dad. Oh, yeah. But him getting drafted, f- and I'm being so sincere about this, if he got drafted first overall, which he's not, if he gets drafted first overall, it does not make me a better person. I will not go out there and say, I mean it. My, yeah, my son was, yeah, he's so good. It changes nothing in my life. It's not ego-driven whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, but that's what I think, the parents like they talk 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 about their kids and it's like it's like if they get drafted their ego is fed oh yeah it's almost like getting a tattoo you know we asked this question one day if you get a tattoo why i'm not if you got a tattoo guys it's okay yeah <laughs> i'm just saying it for myself like my perspective of that is like if someone gets a tattoo i go well, who is it for really who's it for is it for you does that the the mom yeah mom or the sail sh- you know the ship on your arm like that's a yeah. old school yeah, yeah, yeah. does that is that for you like does it mean that much or is it for someone else yeah right yeah, is it for the look? Is, is it, it for, for the, the look? Is it? For, are you trying to yeah, the reputation? Yeah. So, anyways, the ego is 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 if you get remove your ego and just let your kid be who he is and figure things out, that's the game changer. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like having him go through because the parents are crushed. The kids figure it out. Oh. The parents, I I, I oh, mean, I, I've got a couple that say, you know hockey sucks. Blah blah blah. It's not fair. Like I got that in my notes too. It's not fair. Bunch of bullshit. It's, no, it's not bullshit. Yeah, it's not. You looked at your son. With with uh, rose-colored glasses, yeah. it's 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 not what you thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, they could have taken him instead of someone else. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, but the twenty teams went fifteen rounds. And they didn't choose him, or they chose him at a certain point. They thought these guys were better. Like, it's it's as fair as it can be. Yeah, because well, if you're that good, like the politics in hockey, like we talk about this all oh, the time. Yeah. There's there. I always say there's no politics in hockey. And people go, yeah, but I go, okay. Let's say there is a little bit of politics in hockey. But you know who it doesn't apply to is the best player. Yep. It just doesn't apply. If you're the best player, you get to play, you get drafted, you get to move on. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. There is no politics with that. Just yep. like any other company. Yeah. Well, the well, the politics thing is so funny. That that one strikes home for me. I remember yeah. that that when uh, when I was a kid, like yeah. the the parents that think, oh man, like there's, this guy's trying to screw me this way and that way yeah. and it's not fair and all this stuff. Yeah. There couldn't be a more objective measure of what, where your kids are at right now than, than that draft, right? In a lot of ways. In some yeah, ways, yeah. no, but in some ways, yes, right? So, because if you, if you think about what the process is for some, them to select your kid, like I was saying, and maybe people didn't know this before hearing us talk about it. True. These, these GMs and scouts, they don't know the kids. They don't care. They don't, they're not, researching these kids day in and day out know everything about every kid the way you do and the the way that you're paying attention right so they're solely basing what they know on their game performance and the buzz they're creating on the ice they don't have any some background checks to make sure he hasn't robbed banks and he's not a serial killer exactly but they don't know every kid on every team inside inside a serial killer probably not a serial killer (laughs) assuming assuming he's not a serial killer right yeah but that that's that's the extent of of their knowledge about like so what where are the politics there's none there, wait, wait. now now okay now i have seen right of I, course. okay so this is a beautiful thing like i've seen dads beg to be a scout yeah just at the time oh yeah that their son's getting drafted yeah. 
and coach the team just at that time. A and they rich try to dad make buy the, the team. Rich guy yeah. buy the team, and then they try yeah. to pull all the strings. But I mean, and I've seen that happen where kids, the kid's nephew or or someone that's involved in a team takes their kid in a ex, whatever round it is, and it makes everyone feel good. But again, that's the ego. Does that really make you feel good that you did, like for example, if if you did become the scout or you became owner of the team and stuff, and then you your your kid got drafted in the twelfth round, mm-hmm. does that if that makes you feel good? I mean, I guess well, I, you got different issues than I do. Well, and I don't want to disc because that does. You're right, that does happen. But like, yeah, let's play, not often. But let's play percentage here, right? Yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. Wh- what amount of that is occurring in the draft? Even if there's ten percent of that, yeah, right, yeah. which there's not. But yeah. even if there was that much, Does that make thirty kids. What's that? That would make thirty kids. What do you mean? Ten percent of three hundred, right? Oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, but dude. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there was though, right? Which is not, but right. even if there was, that's not a lot. No. So the vast, vast, yeah. vast majority yeah. of what happens in the draft yeah. is just an objective measure of who they think are yeah. the best kids, right? Yeah. And it could be that your kid is really better and had a really bad Marley's tournament or didn't play yeah. well in the playoffs right. and don't crept in. Yeah, right. And and maybe that is accounts for some of it as well, but it yeah. still doesn't matter. The vast majority of it is just who's the best right now, right? That's the mm-hmm. that is what it is. Yeah. Almost entirely. Who's the best right, right now? And what do I see him in three years? Yeah, that's what best it is. right now. Right, exactly. Yeah. Who's who's the best choice yeah. right now yeah. for reason X Y Z? Right. Yeah. So that's that's what it's about. So you want to talk about like the politics and hockey and how you're getting screwed and how not fair it is and all this and it's like just take a take a step back, man. Like yeah. take a look at what's at what's happening. Just step out of your little world of you know triple A zone or Waterloo Regional triple A hockey or whatever it is that you're consumed by at the moment Mm -hmm. and just like actually think about what what is going on the adults that are picking your kids like they have other things that are way more important than researching every little detail they're not trying to screw you you know what i mean there's one player i'm just thinking about right now could be a really high could actually be a very high pick um but but i doubt will be and uh over the last couple years i've said okay like your d zone if you do this, I'm gonna be real specific here. So, like, if he would just pounce on the loose pucks and loose bodies a little bit more, and I've told him countless of times, and he shakes his head, yeah, and never, ever, ever does it. Mm-hmm. So, dad never will never see that. Dad just does not see that. Yep. Says he sees I see this, this, and this, which is good about him, and that's all that matters. Yep. So that's what I mean. It's gonna be so. It'll be disappointing. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be yeah. disappointing for sure. So what? Uh, I was I wrote down like if if you don't get drafted is there even a silver lining in this and absolutely there is absolutely and I I think that uh, you want to see if you have the stick to it of this now because it really I mean it, it it maybe gives you a couple odds but it doesn't really so what what happens you're 16 years old some of them like my son's gonna be 15 when the draft comes around so he's just a little boy mm-hmm. so you've got if you want to play in the NHL or even the OHL you can make I've seen guys like come in at 18, 19 and play an overage year and have three excellent years and be pros. So what do you do for the next couple of years? He goes, well, first of all, you got to understand that you love the game. Do you love, actually, do you love hockey? If you love hockey, you're going to keep going and you play for passion. And that's the one thing I always tell kids is that if you play hockey because you love hockey, it'll show and you'll, you'll excel at whatever level you are. So let's just say you have to play major midget again another year. Your parents still have to drive you around. You still got to pay for your hockey and stuff like that. That's not bad. Right, so face the adversity. Like, okay, I didn't get drafted, and be honest with yourself. 
Now it's time to have an honesty check. Like, okay, if I like, what's what's honest? Well, okay, if I look at the years that I just went through, was I was I the best guy on the team? Like, was I was I really what I thought I was? And be really honest. Maybe you're. Maybe you are. But what are now? You got to ask. Well, what, why wouldn't someone like me? Like, what 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 is it? Hmm. Is it is it my body language on the ice? Do I think like do I come across like a like an asshole? Is it uh, my skating? Is it a skill? Is it something that I I don't see? Maybe I should go ask somebody like that could give me some honest feedback. And then when you get the honest feedback, work at it. Like work your craft. Uh, be honest with yourself. Can you uh, can you stick to it? Can you stick to it? Like you're still college. There's still a college career. You're still six, seven, eight years of hockey left if you choose to work hard. And if it was just to say, if it was, you got to work on your skating. That was an issue that we talk about with my son. I, I would be the first one to say that he wasn't the fastest guy on the ice all the time. And we knew that that might be an issue. Maybe, possibly. Okay, so if that's your issue, if this came back to you, you're just not fast enough. Okay, or your your your, your turns are shit or something. Do you have the stick to enough? What's the word? Stick to itiveness. Stick to itiveness to say, okay, my game's pretty good, but that skill bucket of skating or whatever it is, I'm going to take the next, start off with one year. I'm going to take one year and everything that I can possibly do, I'm going to make myself a better skater. That means it might mean I have to go to a gym and, you know, uh, really spend time on the strength of my legs. I might have to do hills three times a week. I might have to do some stretching. I might have to do some mobility. Uh, I might have to go and take, you know, find ice and do edge work and and just work on the technique of it. If I do that for a year, where am I going to be in a year? And maybe all of a sudden, because you took that weakness and you've just stuck to it, you said, I want to play, and I do believe in myself. That's the other thing. Do you believe in yourself or you just hope that it'll happen? If you stick to it, can that make a difference? And it probably will. Yep. So that gives you another chance to get an invite to a team. Maybe it gives you more options now. Maybe you get four invites. Maybe you get 20. Maybe maybe that little bit of improvement, the scouts are watching going, gee, where was he last? This, guy, this kid is a good player now. We missed the boat on this. And it happens all the time. Yep. And maybe you sit there and you go, I got these 20 teams talking to me now or inviting me, but I'm actually improving. If I do this for another year and I'm 18 years old, maybe I'm going to have 20... NCAA schools calling me now. Now I'm going to have 40 friggin' options. And 40 bi- friggin' options are better than one friggin' option. Mm-hmm. Right? Friggin's not a square. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So now I've got more options, and now I'm, I look smarter. And then all of a sudden you get Alex Kalorn in the NHL, who went to Harvard and has an education, now is a great second, third-line player in the NHL making $6 million a year. Yep. So it's sticking to it. <clears throat> and believe, But believe in yourself. Yep. If you do, you have to believe in yourself, though, and you have to be willing to have that stick to itiveness. And whether you didn't get drafted or not, but I'm talking about the guys that didn't get drafted, like there's a gut check. It's like you thought you were good, yeah. and nobody else did. No one wanted to take a chance on you. And you want to, st- now I'm going to stick it up everyone's ass right now. You say I can't skate, watch me. Yep. Now there's a difference. And But a lot of people don't, but a lot of times it's a pity party. Moms and dads talk about what we talked about. It's like, you know, it's bullshit. It's politics, you know, and you try to find another easy way out. Maybe someone else will like me. They go to the easiest place where you can get the easiest handout. No, it's going to be hard work. Oh, yeah. Well, th- this this hits home big time for me because that's, that you literally just explained the story of what, what I went through exactly, yeah. right? And 
I like I said, I didn't get drafted, and the last line you just finished off with—that's literally exactly. That's my last line. I'll t- I'll get it to you. Okay. My dad said that exact thing to me. He after the draft, he said, "Okay, you thought you were good. No one else thought you were good. Now what do you do?" Yeah. Right, and that was basically the message that he gave to me after because I wasn't expecting to get drafted because it's not like I was a top player or did anything great in my draft year. But that was actually the best thing that happened to me because the next year I did exactly what you said at the start. I ended up playing midget major, had an awesome coach, played a shit ton, and I had the best year of hockey I've ever had. And then I signed halfway through the year with a junior team from that after not getting drafted. And then I played my entire junior career and then got recruited to play at college after that right didn't get drafted at all had and this this is an interesting thing too that i like to talk about is so me i was a 94 year and of all of the 94 year hockey players from here to to chatham maybe to london but that might be pushing it but definitely to chatham i had the longest career like played played the longest yeah other than Kirby Reichel, who yeah. was a first round OHL pick, yeah. and first Chris, round NHL, too. and first round NHL, and Chris Scott was another was another player that played my year. I know they wouldn't care about me talking about them, but so Chris Scott played Sun County. He also didn't get drafted. He made a junior team as a sixteen year old walk on in his tryout. Had an awesome junior career. He also got recruited to college. We played on the same college team, and then he went over to Europe and played a couple years or a year or whatever yep. pro at, in some whatever league over there, yep. right? So it went Kirby Reichel, first round, OHL, then Chris Scott and me were the next wow. two. Of, wow. of all the players... Yeah, you've said that, yeah. Of all the players from Windsor up to Chatham, maybe maybe to, to London, yeah, right? I'm sure there's a couple kids in London yeah. I'm not You're thinking talking of. in a two-hour radius. Right, right? That, that was the order. So all the kids that got their OHL games all the kids that got drafted all the kids that this that whatever that is how it ended up for the 94 year right i can and i can go to my my hockey and and um i mean i've told you before mental midget didn't didn't know how to didn't have the tools to handle i I don't even want to call it handle just didn't know and just didn't know how the to take the fight on yeah but i was a high draft pick played on the under 17s all the stories were written about me and all the good stuff and I score goals like crazy and then the adversity hit so I was a high pick and it was like I had to I didn't know like I didn't know how to fight back mm-hmm. I just didn't know I, I didn't have the tools how to, to to or to have that perspective to say you know what I've still got five years to make my dream come true I got five years like yeah. I'll give myself five yeah but by the time I was at 20 years old, 21 years old, I said, you know what? NHL is not in the picture. I'm just going to – didn't yeah. know if I wanted to go through. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Well, but but I just didn't have that tool. Mm-hmm. Could I have made it? I don't – not saying I would. But I played with some pretty good players that <laughs> – Yeah, you did. <laughs> and yeah. and I was one of the good ones. And, um, but, but I just obviously didn't have that fight. So I approached this the wrong way when I got to the OHL, because that's the thing like I'm saying exactly how it was for me. I said, I'm going to play in the OHL at 16 mm-hmm. and I was a high pick and I did, but that was almost like, okay, the NHL is next, but I, I'm going to enjoy this, even though I, the first year I didn't, but you go through the struggles and stuff and it's like almost the vision disappears. That yep. thing about big dream the roadblocks would be nothing 
But mm. when you start looking at the 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 the, the, yeah. the adversity and you make that bigger than the dream, then you'll fall apart. Yeah, it goes away fast. Well, and that's one of the benefits, like you mentioned, of not getting drafted. Is if it you, is a benefit. Yeah, if you have if you have enough, what would the word be? Desire. Desire. If you Drive. if you can persist, if you can oh. stay on top of of working, yeah. and you can take that punch in the face early, yeah. you just got your first dose of humility at six, fifteen, yeah. sixteen, and it's like, here you go, buddy. Yeah. So you get you get a leg up in learning how to face that adversity. Where some of these kids that get drafted, the you know whether they're a silver spoon type kid or they yeah. just get everything given to them off the hop, or they were just really good early, they don't have to face those same kind of things off this off the yeah. hop, right? Yeah. So you have the benefit of having to overcome something early. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now you've you've if you can get through it, which not everybody can, but if you can, and that was something that happened with me, I figured out how to overcome that that big setback push myself through and then and move on and now i have the tools to deal with those hard times right yeah. and and they came again yeah right like yeah. It, the hard times came again yeah. later yeah. right yeah. but i knew how to handle it to a certain degree afterwards right and that, yeah. it didn't make it easy when it happened a second time right yeah but i had experience dealing with this sucks like i'm i'm a kid that has to work through it i know that now like i'm a kid that has to work through this crap i'm gonna yeah. get hit with this crap and yeah. and some kids don't have that so those kids like you were talking about with yourself you had you were a high pick. You got all the nice press and all this stuff. Then you got hit with the adversity, but you didn't have the tools. Not a clue you didn't have the tools. It. So if you're a kid that doesn't get drafted, you could be in a yeah. position where you get the tools early, yeah. and then you can push through. And then yeah. you have when adversity hits again later, when yeah. it's more important, yeah. you'll be able to deal with it even better, yeah. right? And that's the thing. Like like um, that's the curse of being talented. Like I was talented. Like I th- I know I worked hard. I know that. And I knew I practiced hockey was my everything, but when it came down to the real, real adversity, hockey probably was too easy for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I think, like when I look back, like when I reflect on things a little bit, like I don't I try not to do that too much anymore. But hockey was like I would I'd play up a couple of years and I'd score at will, and I'd hit and I'd just play the way I would if I was you know I remember being in minor bantam so at thirteen. And I got called up to the minor midgets and I was probably the best player on the team. And there were some high draft picks. I also got called up to major midgets. And so I was playing against 16, 17 year olds at 13. And it was like, yeah, no big deal. Hockey was easy for me. Like that was the easiest part. Yeah. And then when the real adversity, cause it's going to hit you, right? You got to know how to fight, fight through that. You know, if I could re, re reverse engineer that, I would like to be like talented and stuff, but like learn that grit yeah, be like hard. Learn, going like, to okay. it hard already. Yeah, like yeah. okay, so you scored three, and I mean, I back, I did everything right, but I mean, I would find a way to maybe find the toughest player on every team I played against, and just try to go grind to grind for grind for grind with this guy and see if you can wear me out. Mm-hmm. Like that's a different way of playing. Yeah. So that if you go to the next level and it's that's necessary, you just you learn that. But my role was like go score goals and dominate the game well yeah and, that, and that's a good that's a good tip for kids that do get drafted mm-hmm. is like if you if you're in a position where you're getting great opportunities off the hop don't go into it thinking it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows right like go into it and say okay like i got a good opportunity i need to t- test myself now to make sure that i'm yeah. ready for yeah. for dealing with older players yeah. bigger players stronger players players that just are more battle hardened yeah. than me right yeah. go into it with that attitude yeah because instead of it being forced upon you for a kid that maybe doesn't get drafted, go manufacture it on your own Mm -hmm. so you can figure out how to deal with it, right? Just so that 
you're not one of those kids that is at a disadvantage because you didn't learn how to deal with adversity. Like one of those kids that didn't get drafted before yeah. you, right? Yeah. So try to put yourself in that tougher situation yeah. to, to harden yourself in those, in those ways. So yeah. you don't have to run into that issue later. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's so important that kids do things that are hard no matter what. And people should do things that are hard, like almost on a daily basis, if not a daily basis, because, um, you know, like when parents just want to make an easy road for their kid, it becomes a hard. It becomes a hard life, especially in this game, because there's so many hard times. So many. I don't want to make it sound like like it's like uh, torture or whatever, but it's there's hard times. You have to be freaking so tough. Well, it's on hard, a daily it's, basis. Yeah, it's, it's hard for for what you know, right? I mean, problems are relative, right? But yeah. for what you know, when you're going through it, that's something that it's hard to deal with. We talked. We had a good podcast talking about the junior hockey experience before, where it's like there's all these life stressors outside of hockey and in hockey that you have to figure out how to deal with, right? Yeah. Whether it's a coach or your billets or all, all these other factors, yeah. so you have to be able to deal with those things, right? And yeah. going into it, like you we you touched on before, um, and maybe kind of pushing towards towards the end here is the yeah. the being honest part, right? Yeah. It takes the being honest part, right? Yeah. What do you, what are you actually good at? What are you actually not good at? Yeah. Where do you actually stand? relative to everyone that you're you're surrounded by right? what are you willing to do what exactly right and those are the things that you can use to gauge and and if you're a parent you can play the same game too man yeah right to keep yourself in line and yeah. to kind of get a perspective yeah. on where your kid is at right yeah. you play the honesty game like that's yeah. what you need to do yeah. otherwise you're going to be one of those you're going to end up on a podcast in a year talk and you're going to be the parent we're talking about with yeah. this stupid story because you have no yeah. perspective on what's going on yeah right? yeah because if you don't fit you're not going to sneak through you know, like, like here's the thing, if you're if you're not honest with yourself, I think we'll kind of end on this kind of stuff. Is you you have to learn to be honest with yourself because if you're not, you're not going to bullshit people, the hockey people. Yep. You can go actual make, hockey yes, people. Yes. You can make all the connections in the world and pre- pretend, and then you can maybe squeak by and, and midget and stuff. But if you know your skating is not top notch, if you know you need more speed, or you're you don't finish, or you don't stop on pucks, like whatever the little thing is. Let's just say it's skating. You know that that's your issue. You're not squeaking by. Nope. You're either going to be able to keep up or you won't be on the team. That's it. That's all. So being honest with yourself is, okay, this is an issue that I need to work at. And I need to work really hard and probably for a long period of time because if this is my skill bucket that is a hard one to fill, that's your that's your piece. Mm-hmm. That's your piece you have to do. And be honest. Like Be honest about your ability. Yeah, cause you're not getting you're not getting away with it, right? Even and to yourself, like you said, you can pretend. Right. Yeah, but the coach is going to say you. Yeah. You, you, when you're not fast, if it's a skating and you're not faster, yeah. and your guys exactly. are stripping pucks from you, and you just don't have the speed. Yeah. Not only are you not fooling yourself, you're not your 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 coach sees it, your teammates see it, yeah. and, and six thousand people watching see it. You're not fooling anybody. Yeah. There's a point where, like, water finds its own level, and and uh, you know you'll expose yourself. So you have to you have to know what you're what you're weaknesses are and then and then again it comes back to this again is understand that you're probably not going to be Stamkos and Ovechkin and, and the top guys so what are your roles what can you bring to the table um, so that's maybe a conversation that you have to have with qualified hockey people to say to give you actually something but then do it like you always say okay get the advice and then do it apply the advice and um, and then take the time like it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen overnight Take the time to get better, whether you're the first overall pick or the last pick of the draft or not drafted at all. Take the time to hone your craft, like become a professional at what you're doing. If you do it, you give yourself a fighting chance. 
Yeah, right? for sure. Well, um, this will be my little wrap up piece and then you can, you can f- finish it off. Just going back to, we're talking about the OHL draft and like, what does it actually mean? Right. What does the draft actually mean? And I hope that everybody, when you listen through this, p- parents and players, parents, big time parents, but players too. Cause a lot of, a lot of kids are going to be like heartbroken to one degree or another on the draft day. But when, when you listen to this, it's like keeping, keep some perspective on what it actually means. Remember like some of those names we just read on that draft, right? Mitch Marner didn't go first overall. The last pick of the draft ended up signing in the NHL. And there was about 10 names in the whole draft of 300 players that you are would recognize that you would recognize. Right. And that's, that is like super significant, right? And that wasn't a weird year. That's no, typical. that's a standard year. I, we pl- I played the same game before with my draft. Mm. Every once in a while, when we get on the topic, we look through some of these drafts and it's like, who are these guys? Like yeah. we don't know any of these guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep, keep that in mind and be obnoxiously honest with yourself about what, what is what is actually your circumstance as yeah. a, as a player, right? It's not the end of the road if you yeah. get drafted, and you're not at the finish line if you do get drafted, oh. right? So you have to make sure that you have those things in mind as you uh, yeah. as you progress, drafted or undrafted. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So what does it mean? That's exactly going back to that. What does it mean? It means if you got drafted, you got recognized. Awesome. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, it really is. That's I mean, great, man. Hundred percent. Kids get drafted in the, like really late, and they're like so pumped. They have the hat on. And it's like I did something with hockey with, yep. that most people would never do. For it's, sure, it's, it's great. Like, there's there's you know if we were to take the two AAA teams in this area and combine them, there's kids that are going to get cut. So like just to make that team is you're a good hockey player, but then there's to get drafted and get recognized by someone that has a gets paid for a living to say we like you and we want to take a chance on you. That's it's something, man. Yep. It's something. And sure. it's, it's something to build off of. And that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you don't, it's it just, it wasn't your time yet. You, there's lots of time. There's lots of time to become the best version of yourself in this area. Yep. And, and, and that's, that's all I can say. You know, I know, I know, I know, I know that some people will maybe not take it the wrong way or they hear it, but they don't really hear it. I'm just for the so for the players. This is who I care about the most. There's every player that I work with, or but any player that listens. Um, for you, the the short term recognition is is cool, but if you're not drafted, who cares? Keep the passion and play. I know I can see it in kids. You know, we talked with Chris Draper when he was on the podcast. It just oozes the passion of hockey oozes, and what you want what you want to have is just have that passion for hockey. Have that passion and, 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 and just buckle down and work on the little things and give yourself a fighting chance if it's something that you really want. That's that's my advice is, is just passion. And if you love the game, you're going to be willing to do the, the stuff that's not fun. And uh, although you probably will find it fun, but you'll be willing to get hurt, like mentally and fit, like you're, you're willing to take some some shots to get to your goal. And that's that's the beauty of, of, uh, of the game, really, and of life is that, you persist long enough, you hang around long enough, and you do the right things, you're probably going to get a sniff. And if you're passionate enough, you get, get, it takes you a lot of places. So that would be my advice there. And um, not going to be easy. There's a lot of hockey players out there. There's a lot. A lot of good hockey players. Find a role that you can that you can maybe contribute to a team with or be willing to do. And that's that. And then the parents are like, try to put some velvet on the sledgehammer 
So when you're talking to your kids, you're not always building them up about how great they are and making excuses about you're better than that. Yeah, I heard, here's a funny one. Charlie scores all the goals because he gets all the ice. That's That was one of the kids on the team. Charlie gets all the goals because he gets all the ice. It's like, I don't care what they think. <laughs> but it's like, just look at the player and like, come on, man. Charlie, I don't want to say it like this, but he gets all the goals because he's a really good player. And he gets all the ice because he plays with passion and he's going to do everything he can. But that's the parent that enables that conversation. Come on, man. Like, you're not helping your kid. You're building in a big bucket of excuses for him. It's not a good thing to tell your kid. And you want to, you, when the kid says that, or maybe the parent said it first, but when a kid says that, like my son said something like that, he would, uh, I would straighten him out right away. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm gonna a, end on that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll tie it right there because that's that's a good spot to end. So. All right. <laughs>